guys! Welcome back to Be The Sunshine. This is Courtney Richardson. I'm so excited for this episode. I got to interview a super special guest that is very close to my heart. I had, I think this was a beautiful conversation. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So today let's talk about how faith impacts your life. Thank you so much for coming. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, no problem. So I'm Allison Wallace. I'm Miss Old Line States International 2023. Still getting used to that. Um, <laughs> and I'm heading to Nationals in Nashville, not Nashville, Tennessee, in Kingsport, Tennessee mm-hmm. in July. So, so this is my so first exciting. time in the international system. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Like already being next to you, I feel so happy <laughs> and your smile is gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. And I wanted to start off by talking about where you went to school, maybe college, where you graduated from jobs that you've had yeah so um I went to well let's start with high school I don't really know mm-hmm. why but where you start with high school I went to <laughs> Boonesboro High School which is um near Hagerstown Maryland in mm-hmm. Boonesboro Maryland then I went to Roanoke College graduated with a degree in communication studies with a minor in psychology and then I went to Southern New Hampshire University I did their online program and I got my master's of higher education administration and I just applied to the doctorate program at Frostburg State University um, which is in educational leadership. But um, yeah, so definitely a lot, a lot of education. It's always been stressed with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really pushed education. So all of my siblings knew they were like, you're not done until you finish college. Mm-hmm. So I'm the one that decided to spend more money and keep going <laughs> after more degrees. But I think it's worth it. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have had any jobs that have come from education yet? Mm-hmm. Or are you still on a path? To yeah, that? so I was an area coordinator at Leslie University in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So awesome. I worked in residence life at a college. And then after that, I was, I was the assistant director of student activities at Frostburg State University. That's amazing. Like, that sounds so hard. And like, yeah. just like, I know you. You work so hard. It's amazing. <laughs> but then now I want to talk about, do you, have you had any past struggles with mental health, physical health, just like hard problems, bad thoughts, like anything that came while you were trying to accomplish these things. 1,000% more recently this year, which Mm -hmm. was crazy because my favorite number is seven. And this year, well, this past year, I've turned 27. And Mm -hmm. leading up to those days, I was so excited Mm -hmm. to turn 27. And then I started the year with COVID. Um, Then I ended up moving back and ended up struggling a whole lot um, financially. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that... I've always been like worried, not worried, but I've always been somebody that cared about my credibility. Mm-hmm. And so having these type of struggles was really yeah. kind of getting to me mentally because I felt like I should be further along mm-hmm. than I actually am right now. But things are looking up and that I'm excited for. So maybe 28 will be better. <laughs> but um, I struggled with that in the past, like probably eight months the most, mm-hmm. um, more than I ever had. And it made me really empathize with how people feel about mental health. Because yeah. before, I would talk about it, and I knew it was important. But until I experienced it myself, I just really, I don't think I truly knew how important mm-hmm. it is to know about mental health. Yeah. Um, which we could also talk about later, but my platform <laughs> for, for this um, Miss International is We Are the Village, which is invested in, in mental health awareness through mentorship. And now you're kind of inspiring me that I should add faith to that, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I just think about how that drives me a lot more, yeah. so... Um, yes, that's a, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, how old were you when you turned to faith? Or you had that, like, wow, God, I love you moment. Um, I would say, so I've been in church my entire life. My mm-hmm. parents are preachers, both of them. That's Their amazing. parents are preachers, both of them. So, <laughs> except for um, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers isn't. But for the most part, I have a long line of preachers. Um, I'm, my mom's 
mom's dad. Um, he was also a preacher, so it just I come from a long line. It's in so your I blood. Like it's, yeah, it's in my blood, and I feel like one day that's gonna be me as well. But I think that wow moment was when I was at a church convention. It was a youth um, conference when I was twelve, mm-hmm. and I got the Holy Ghost there, and so I. That was probably my big wow moment. Now, not to say that everything has been perfect, because obviously then I was in middle Mm -hmm. school and life came along, so things had changed. But that was probably my big wow moment. Like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, God's real. But even more so, like I was talking about the mental issues I had earlier, Mm -hmm. um, really kind of looking to God to do this, because I was like, I cannot do this on my own. (laughs) Um, That's been helping. That was going to be my next question is, like, (laughs) did your faith help you get through these challenges? Yeah. So my faith? Sometimes it's all, not sometimes, but but really sometimes it's all you have. Yeah. Um, You really have to just kind of think about, I don't know, you have to think about your life from like a bigger picture more mm-hmm. than just what you are in that moment. You have to look at it past, past the situation. And when you're in it, it's very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But starting to come out of it, you start to see things more positively and you go mm-hmm. back to dreaming. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> Me too, I love that. I, I, love, I love to dream. I have so many goals Um, and just realizing that, Faith is the only way that I'm going to get through it because mm-hmm. when I started to feel my space slipping and in those moments mm-hmm. where it was really dark, um, things weren't getting better until I was like, okay, God, like I need your help. You're yeah. the only one that can help me. Um, so I, I've i learned a lot from that. My faith definitely has been leading me now, and I want it to continue to lead me. That's beautiful. That's My parents and I always say like everything will work out when you believe, and I love that. Faith is the only thing stronger than fear. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in those moments, like, I'm personally not at a phase where I have to, like, had big financial commitments yet. Mm-hmm. But I've had fears of other things. And when I just keep believing that it's in God's hands, like, I'm going to work my butt off. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to leave it to God. God has a path for me. Mm-hmm. Just like how he's a path for anybody and like you. Yeah. And so I love that. I love yeah. that so much. And then my next question was, does your faith bring you confidence and identity, especially in the pageant world that you're in? I feel like a lot of people, when I was in it personally, I struggled mm-hmm. with confidence and believing myself and comparison. But does your faith help you be confident in you? Yeah. So it's funny with that. It's really, in the beginning, it was kind of a struggle because you look at all the outside world and you're like, I need the perfect coaches. I need the perfect dress. Mm-hmm. I need to do all these things. And you look at this as you have to do this on your own. Um, and there's, it's also about like knowing if it's okay. Cause like I said, some, um, some systems, you may not feel the most comfort- comfortable if you're a person of faith because you're like, okay, I know I'm supposed to dress a certain way, but mm-hmm. this is forcing me not to. So it really, you have to just take that time to kind of think about your faith. And I know I struggled with that in the beginning too, where I was like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this, but I was not thinking about what does God want me to do and what is that yeah. doing? So even as I'm preparing for a national competition now, even in the wardrobe that I'm choosing, for the gowns that I'm choosing, um, the things like that, I'm like, I want to go out there and I want to be confident and I want to give my best self, but I also want to do that modestly. Mm-hmm. So as I'm planning my wardrobe for that week, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about these things. Um, I was even thinking about the uh, the uh, fitness option that we have because we have a crop top option and we have yeah. a regular shirt option. I happen to like the crop top and like, yeah. I feel comfortable. I don't yes. feel like I'm being overly um, exposed, but it's just like you have to think about those things because mm-hmm. like, I want I I said a prayer to God today in church. Like church was so powerful today, but I said a prayer to Him Love and that. I was like, I want when people to see me, I want them to see you mm-hmm. in me. So that's what I've been trying to think about. So even as I'm continuing to prepare, that's what I want to keep in mind. Beautiful, beautiful. 
I think that's great, too. I love role models that I've talked about. I don't know if you know who Sadie Robertson is. Mm -hmm. She's a Christian influencer, and she has a great balance of dressing modestly, but that doesn't mean you have to just completely hide yourself Mm -hmm. from the world. Like, you can have fun and, like, show some style, and it's just, it's how you present yourself and how you're living God through you. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that's beautiful. Have you had any, because I, with my past story with eating disorder and body dysmorphia, have, does the pageant world, have you struggled with any type of body image? And yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> another topic. Another 1000% mm-hmm. um, answer. And that really has been, for me, has been my body, which is, mm-hmm. um, which is bad because, because I've been an athlete my entire life. Yeah. So I've been muscular, which mm-hmm. that part didn't bother me. But once I stopped being an athlete, um, graduated from college and everything I was like okay now I have to force myself to go to a gym and it's for yeah. no reason it's for, for solely the reason of being yeah. healthy um so that's been a struggle but then I also when I went to compete at Miss Massachusetts USA I was like I want to get more toned and I mm-hmm. did everything in a healthy way I was like I'm gonna eat healthy I'm gonna cut out sugars I'm gonna do everything like that but the muscular form that I'm used to and that my family and friends are used to I'm no longer that now mm-hmm. I'm like way 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 smaller and now it's kind of giving me issues because I go between wanting to be small like this because yeah. that's a pat that fits the pageant mold but it also is like okay when I look at pictures of myself it's a drastic mm-hmm. difference so trying to get back there but it, like I said everything has been healthy yeah I, had, I didn't do anything unhealthy yeah. <laughs> to do that but it still is a big shock for everyone yeah. so I think that's really impacted me and now I have to look at life outside of pageants Mm -hmm. like yes I did this where I wanted to get in shape better which is fine Mm -hmm. but is this like the healthiest form for me to be in so um definitely want to put some more weight or at least muscle back on um because that that's that shouldn't be something that you struggle with but then when you look at title holders and you look like the ones that are winning there's a lot of people that are like plus size or full size Mm -hmm. That a one thousand percent have the the uh, potential to be a title holder Mm -hmm. and they won't give it to them even if they were the best one out on that stage, they will not do that. You'll Gross. see that at the local level where there might be some people of a plus-size nature that they're allowing to hold a title, but not a national title and not a um, a state title, and mm-hmm. that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really kind of plays into your head, and you have to be careful with that. And that is when you're like, okay, like, God, keep my mind together. Mm-hmm. Don't let me feel like I need to fit this stereotype because if I win, I want them to win for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I'm trying to keep in my head as well as I'm trying to pick back some more yeah. muscle. Not used to being this small. (laughs) And I think for my personal journey, it's when I focused my whole life and my life was centered around my appearance, I was never satisfied. Mm -hmm. I was never small enough. I was never toned enough. I was never good enough. And then when I turned to faith is when I just realized... God doesn't give a crap about what our bodies look like. He cares about how I'm making those around me feel and how Mm -hmm. I'm living like him and the hugs that I'm giving, the laughs that I'm giving. And I was getting those experiences more from driving with my dad to go get ice cream and sitting and eating ice cream in the car. It had nothing to do with my appearance. So I think, has your faith helped you kind of grow in that sense that your identity isn't based on your appearance, but your identity is more living with him in your heart? Yeah. So I've had I've realized throughout my life, even with the mental health issues I was facing a little bit earlier a few months ago, um, I noticed in my life that I was pretty happy go lucky. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really have too much in my mm-hmm. identity that I was like, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. But the older that I got, of course, like boys came into the picture of other <laughs> girls where they might be blossoming a little bit yeah. more than you are and you're like, What's going on with me? Um, the the thing the thing about it is like I have to look at it. I have to look at it with a fake perspective because 
yes, you'll never be happy. We're human. So we're always going to find something wrong with us. But God is like, okay, beautifully and wonderfully made. This is what you are. So mm-hmm. you have to understand that. And I I try to remind myself of that. I remember um, when I was still living at my parents' house, I was putting up like different scriptures and things just to kind of remind me that mm-hmm. this is what God says about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping just keeping that faith in there has been helping me a lot more. And as I'm trying to get closer to him and my life, because mm-hmm. I'm approaching 30, like I, there's <laughs> a lot that I want to do. And pageants are just a part of this chapter. Mm-hmm. And this chapter has to end eventually. So um, just kind of keeping faith in the different things that I'm doing and trying not to worry so much about my appearance. Um, it you definitely used to bother me a lot more before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I look okay. I don't have to worry about that. It's fine. Um, but yeah, faith definitely plays a part in it. And then this just reminded me, the first time we met was in the local competition. And yes. I thought there was a talent section of the competition. I remember what you chose to do for your talent yes. really <laughs> stuck with me. Because it was different from what a lot of the other girls were doing. And I remember I went home the day and I told my mom, like, that was inspiring. <laughs> like, do you want to talk and explain about what you did for your talent? Yeah, so for my talent for that competition and before I won, um, I didn't win that competition. Or the one after, but I won the one after that. Perseverance. <laughs> yes. Perseverance is key. So I didn't um I didn't win those, but what I did is I didn't feel comfortable singing because my voice is something timey. I didn't <laughs> feel comfortable dancing, so I was like, eh. But I was like, what else can I do? And I've been a writer my entire life. So that particular monologue God gave to me, and I know he did because he woke me up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. on two different nights. Mm-hmm. So on one night, I wrote the first part of the poem, and I didn't have anything else to say. And then another night, I woke up in the middle of the night again, and he gave me the second half of the poem. And this became my talent. So um, I just I just performed it. I was like, I didn't write it. God did. So I woke up, literally had my phone, picked mm-hmm. it up, put it in my notes while I could remember the words. Mm-hmm. Went back to sleep, and then it happened again, and then I put it together. <laughs> I love that, because I love, I talk about a lot that God gave us so many different gifts. Like yeah. we all ha- he created us all with so many different purposes, and he gave you a gift of the writing, and, the, and it came through you, and the speaking, and just how you spoke was so gracefully and beautifully. And I was Thank like, you. that was you using God's gifts, and I yeah. thought it was just so inspiring. Yeah, the same thing happened. Well, not not quite the same way, but the same thing happened. When I performed for States, mm-hmm. it was a completely different monologue, but it, I could not figure out. I had a writer's block for weeks, and then mm-hmm. my mom came upstairs and was like, God writes our tear, reads our teardrops like teardrops. Like, no, he said, God reads our teardrops like letters. Mm-hmm. And once she said that, it popped in my head and all the words started <laughs> coming. So the first line of my poem, my second poem was, God reads our teardrops like letters. Oh. So, and I'm, I'm an, I named it Teardrops. That's gorgeous. Do you want to summarize any bit of the poem and, like, what the message of it was? No. (laughs) So, so this is the thing. So, I would love to, but I personally do not remember it because this was three (laughs) years ago at this point. That's totally fine. Like, I don't remember it, but I do. I just remember that particular line Mm -hmm. stuck with me, and I loved it because I was like, he does read our teardrops like letters because he's the only one that knows what we're thinking, and every single tear Mm -hmm. that falls, he knows what it is he feels the pain in it he feels the joy in it like mm-hmm. he he's the only one that knows how you're truly feeling so um that poem was literally just to kind of encourage somebody but i felt couldn't, encouraged couldn't tell you couldn't tell you and <laughs> then the fine. other one that i that, that i performed when you met me was called a uh, work of art that's and that one that one really spoke to me because that's how i was feeling so mm-hmm. 
And then, so your whole life, you have the same religion that you have mm-hmm. been forever. Yeah. For me personally, I was raised Catholic, but mm-hmm. I'm like I went through a very different change, mm-hmm. and I, I don't really have an exact religion right now. I kind of like I go to a non-denominational mm-hmm. church, and I'm just kind of figuring it out. Like I just I'm not putting a label on it quite yeah. yet. Do you have advice for someone who doesn't have any type of faith or religion and how they can? see God in a way because I know for myself personally I thought I wasn't good enough like I kind of was scared the first time to walk into church because I was thinking like I'm just not I have not as faithful I like I wasn't praying I just didn't Mm -hmm. feel good enough to be a religious person girl you caught me on a Sunday listen (laughs) listen okay so this is a lot of this stuff we're talking about stuff that I pray to God about literally Mm -hmm. today just because I was facing it about like wanting people to see him through me like just things like that and I've I've been um they call it there's two different lanes for apostolic Pentecostal I've been mm-hmm. that denomination my whole life um so that hasn't changed but it has gotten it got to a point where like when I was younger it was always fire and brimstone like mm-hmm. you're going to hell if you don't do this mm-hmm. and everything but the church that I go to now which is Christian Life Center East it's in Ivesville <laughs> um so that particular church they are apostolic through and through but the pastor he talks to you like and breaks it down to to where it's like I'm telling you the truth this is exactly what the bible says this is exactly what god said but I'm not condemning you mm-hmm. so he makes you understand it to why like you should go up to the lord not because you're scared of him mm-hmm. but because this is what like he loves you and he wants your life to be better and so that's what I like about the church now um and to people that don't have any type of faith at all I would say to go to somewhere where you feel like they're telling the truth. First, I would get a Bible. I personally read the King James Bibles, but there's a lot of different ones. I know there's also like the New Living Translation, New King James. So there's a whole bunch of different ones. And you read through that Bible. And then when you're going to the church, you make sure that the preacher is talking about exactly what they said. And make sure that they're telling the truth. Um, I would also say just keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. And like allow yourself to be shocked like if you see people in the spirit like that's something when you're first seeing that for the first mm-hmm. time you're like what in the world is happening yes. people are all crazy like <laughs> why are they screaming like that i can't understand what nobody's saying but <laughs> i've been around my whole life so it doesn't scare yeah. me but i know for somebody that's new they're like oh my gosh like what is this mm-hmm. but i'm like just allowing themselves and it's not a call it's not a call <laughs> but i was like but it does literally say in the bible acts 238 and it's telling you about how you need to be baptized for the mission of your sins and then um to receive the gift of the holy ghost um but the most important thing is repentance. So when you're going in there with a sincere and a forgiving heart, that's what you need to come into. And God will speak to you. It doesn't matter like how far away you've gotten from him. Like you may have gone to church when you're little and now you're coming back or never at all. Like you just have to be open um, and not have such a, what's that? I don't know what the word is, but like somebody that's like consistently against it. You just have to keep an open mind. Um because God can just sit there and talk to you. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. He'll talk to you in a nice, soft voice. <laughs> um, so unless you're in trouble, then you might he might be a little bit more forceful. But just give him that chance to speak to you. Or even if you feel spoken to through somebody else's testimony, they're completely relating. And they're like, God got me through it. Like, talk more to that person. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's just a lot of things um, that you could do. Or give a Bible study a try. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see if you like it. Now, I know a lot of people do suffer from church hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate, but not every church is like that. Like, for example, I love the church that I'm at now. We mm-hmm. don't, My family only started going, like, last summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love this church. I could go to this church every day. I love this church. Um, so it's just about finding the right fit. 
That's beautiful. I think I've described God in the past as the warm hug, mm-hmm. and He opens your heart, and like He's gonna help guide you. And like when you're falling off track, but like He's He wants to redeem you back on that yeah. path. He doesn't want to condemn you. Mm-hmm. And like he, he wants to teach you stuff. Like he's gonna help make you go through challenges and struggles to oh, teach yes. you stuff. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, when I turned to faith a lot, it didn't simply make all my challenges and struggles go away. Like I still have to fight every mm-hmm. day. But he made, he gave me a new purpose, and he makes it. Yeah. He gave me a new drive, and he's. I was almost gonna say he made it easier, but he doesn't make it easier every yeah. time. Like sometimes he's gonna make you go through a really hard thing because he's yeah. trying to teach you a beautiful lesson. Yeah. Like, have you dealt? You don't have to share anything specifically if you don't want to. Like a struggle, so you feel like that was God teaching you a lesson or a challenge. Oh yeah. So a lot of times that came through boys. I, <laughs> I tell my I tell my students like boys are stupid, but I should not tell I shouldn't tell them that. But like, boys are stupid. So a lot of times that's come through. Um, it's come through boys. It's also been like being irresponsible. For example, mm-hmm. like some of the financial issues that I had, I created on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes God is not automatically just going to be like, okay, I'm gonna pull you out of the situation. Like I was struggling mm-hmm. very badly, not just with the financially, more so mentally, where I was just like why are you why have you forsaken me and god uh, he says in his word he's like i'll never leave you i'll never forsake you but at that time i was in such a deep space where i was like i feel forsaken what did i do to deserve this so i really struggled there um just trying to stay on that path because i was like deep down in my heart and in my soul i knew that god was always there like that he would be with me but i but my mind there's i was like that's the thing the devil will talk to you in my mind it was like you left me while you're not helping me like you're letting me go through this on my own I can't get out of this I'm gonna get everything taken away from me that's where I was just a few months ago but he made a way and I was like I'm gra- I'm just grateful that that stronghold mm-hmm. on my mind is gone mm-hmm. now to where I don't feel like the whole world is ending because of yeah. the stuff that's going in but I still like there's still troubles but mm-hmm. I know that like okay God came through like he showed me in my yeah. lowest moment that he's still there so will take you out of the dark and I I relate to that in a way a lot too like with my when I was going through something really really bad I will look back like my snapshot memories for example from like just a year ago today mm-hmm. and like my like my life changed drastically mm-hmm. like the struggles that I went through that I beat them now is insane yeah. like in this I talk about like eating disorder awareness I would like have pictures from a year ago today I would have this salad I don't have like a one little drop of ranch like, yeah. in the corner that I would like barely touch and like now I'm at the point where I'm taking the bottle going right. like, I was like I want <laughs> All of that. I'm like that with Caesar. And, and just the way that it's made me feel when I beat that. And now the relationship that had bloomed with my parents, like the purpose that I'm finding. And now I'm using the gift to help other people beating eating disorders and telling them like you will get through it. And life is so much beautiful when you come through it. And I wouldn't have found my purpose of wanting to help people and like be a survival yeah. guide for them if God didn't put me through that. So I love hearing examples like that, how yeah. he, like, drives you through, and he, he's the yeah. light, and, like, you get through it, and it's all going to work out. Oh, yeah, it and was like, tough. <laughs> and, like, I might wake up tomorrow with a new challenge, but mm-hmm. I know with my faith that I will beat it. With God, the strength that he gives us, like, we beat it. Yes. And I love that. It's yeah. so beautiful. I think that is all I have. If there's any last advice or anything you want to say for anybody struggling with faith or last things, I would love to hear it. Um, I just wouldn't. I would just say give God a chance. Um, I have a lot of people in my life who don't go to church, who don't really want a relationship with God. And it breaks my heart just to see that. Um, and just wanting people to like 
sit down there even if you don't if a church that hurt you in the past find a new one but find that faith like I've always been told like you have to save yourself which is very true but like leading other people to God is also something that you're supposed to do so I think just breaking things down not talking at people but talking with them and getting to their level and helping them understand is something that's very important but also just knowing that God will never leave you even when it feels like it he'll never leave you so I just want to leave y'all with that. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for coming. You are amazing and you are a light. This conversation was a blessing. Oh, thank you.